When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Start your weekend off right. This is BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Another weekend is upon us, and we are ready to rock it here on BetQL. It is BetQLU. We join you every Friday night at 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, and of course, every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. And, of course, you can download the podcast as well. We'll get to that in just a moment. Talking everything college sports. We will touch on just a couple of college football issues this week because there's no downtime in college football anymore, really. Uh, And, of course, plenty of hoops to talk about as well. Thanks for tuning in wherever you may be, coast-to-coast, live on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. That's where you can download the podcast as soon as we get it up every single weekend. Be sure to subscribe, take us with you wherever you are in the world. And you can watch the show as well, BetQL. You go there right there on the homepage. You click on that link. You go to twitch.com slash BetQL or YouTube. A gazillion different ways to find us. And I'm lucky enough again this weekend to be joined by my friends. I'm Chris Mack. Uh, he's RJ Choppy. She's Kayla Canaram. Happy weekend, friends. How are we? We're good. Yeah. All over Great to be with you all. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Chris, I didn't recognize you with that background. You're in a new setting yeah, today. Yeah, you know, it, yeah, yeah, a little new, a little new. Um, although fancy. I'm always jealous. It is I'm always jealous, Kayla. I'll be honest that at any point in time, if you want to, and the conversation is waning and RJ and I start to put, kind of put you off to sleep, you can just turn around and fire a microwave popcorn in behind you. Or there's a coffee, <laughs> there's a carrot, like, Within like six, within arm's reach, undoubtedly, and just whenever you feel like it, you just be like, "Go ahead, go ahead, boys, go ahead and play." I'm gonna get a quick bite to eat, and I'm always. I have the worst. I have the worst setup. I this is the only place where there's like decent lighting. I don't have. I need. I need to find a good, a better setup than what I have. It's just. I'm in the the middle of my kitchen. Don't worry. The microwave's good. The microwave's good in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I was stick with that. RJ. RJ's the only one who got the memo that you're supposed to put like cool memorabilia behind you. Uh, I, here, I'm just yeah. sitting in an empty room with the, with the Odyssey logo behind me. So, uh, no, it's great <laughs> to be with you guys as always. So, we're going to do it again. Like I said, there are, with the transfer portal closing, some college football issues to kick around. Uh, there are some hot seats around college basketball, which we will get to later before we get to our best bets, which we do every week to wrap the show up. But I thought, you know, now that we've really started to hit our stride uh, through conference play with about seven weeks to go, a little more than seven weeks to go until Selection Sunday, I thought it would be instructive to just kind of get a feel for where we are in the major conferences anyway and start to look at who we think can win each conference. And we'll give you the odds on the top four or five teams in each conference as we kind of roll through these. Uh, in order, no particular order, I should say. But just to kind of get a feel, where are we on the conferences as a whole? 
where are we when we start to look at the Ken Palm and the net rankings and things like that, the bracketology, whether it's Jerry Palm or Joe Lenardi, and who do we think can win each conference? So let's do that. Let's just dive right in and talk the Big East first. Uh, and the new Big East, uh, we've seen Creighton have a couple of quality years. Uh, Providence, obviously. UConn is at a great start to the season. But Xavier's still the favorite at minus 115. Marquette right there behind them at plus 185. Uh, look, you can't argue with the job that's been done at UConn, I don't think. I really like them as a long shot to win the conference, but it's a deep conference too. So Xavier at one minus 115 makes sense as a decent money favorite without laying too much juice. RJ, I'll start with you. When we look at the Big East, where are we on this thing? Uh, say about half a dozen games into conference play. A little down on UConn uh, from where they should be. Uh, they, they should not have. They've struggled a little bit. They should not have been there. They should not be in the position they're in. I got to tell you, you know, Xavier, and one thing I really like about them is that, you know, they're, they're really the only team near the top of the conference. Uh, we're in the conference altogether. Mm -hmm. That has been really, really good away from home. And that's kind of a key. You, you know, you can't win conferences. You can't win your conference if you can't perform on the road. Uh, yeah, you'd love to go 500 on the road. Uh, and, and if you look at the standings, you know, Marquette is 500 on the road. And Providence is just one game over. But here's Xavier at 4-1. Uh, they're 4-1 away from home. Now, they haven't played Marquette on the road. They haven't played, like, you know, Providence on the road, UConn. But uh, they're still winning road games. Road games in conference are very difficult to win. Um, so I like Xavier for that matter right now if I had to look at it. And then I know they, they, they have the, I guess, the best odds or the worst odds if you look at it from a value standpoint. But, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Yeah, the, they've got the best odds for a lot of good reasons. Kayla, handicap the Big East for me in a nutshell. <laughs> I'm just going to basically echo everything that RJ just said. I think this is Xavier's conference to lose. Um, yeah, they've got a big game with UConn coming up. Creighton, both games on the road. But like he said, they perform well on the road. And um, at this point, I don't see what will be standing in their way. I'm with you, Chris. I would love to see UConn as the long shot, make a run for this thing. I like the turnaround that they've had this season. But at this point, it doesn't look like anyone from the Big East is going to be standing in Xavier's way, but we'll see how things pan out in the next few weeks. Yeah, and it's – it's look, I, I love the old Big East. I'm guilty of that, being a guy that grew up in Pittsburgh, the old Pitt, Georgetown, UConn, all that. You know, it, And look, the teams that have gone on to the ACC, we'll get to them later. But the Big East, I think, is still – as long as you're playing the Big East tournament at MSG in Manhattan in March, it's still the Big East. So you'd like to see them bring a little bit more to the table. I, to be quite honest, I'd like to see the Big East. I'd like to see them do like they used to and like what I think the, the Big 12 is doing now, and that's just beat the snot out of each other. RJ, I remember the very first time we met, the very first time we talked on one of these BetQL shows, I think we spent half the show talking about how the Big 12, not just in football, but especially in hoops, just cannibalizes itself. So yeah. with that being said, it feels like we're headed for that again. You know, I have a good friend who is a big WVU guy. We argue about this all the time. I say, listen, they might be quality losses in some cases. You know, you go on the road to Austin or Lawrence or – you know, Waco. Oh, you, you can call yeah. it a good loss if you want, as I do the air quotes with my fingers. It's still a loss. And these teams still beat the heck out of each other. 
So when you look at the Big 12, I, I A, don't know how many teams we should expect to get in, and B, once you get beyond Kansas, who obviously is the odds-on favorite at minus 145, I don't know which direction you should look. K-State at 5-1, to one, Texas and Iowa State at 6-1, to one, TCU 14-1, to one, trying to run people out of gyms and until they ended up in Morgantown the other night getting shut down. Right. Um, I, I, I like Kansas, and I, I like Texas, despite the distractions they've had to deal with this year just because of the amount of talent in there. I'd probably lean, if I was looking for a long shot, Texas 6-1, to one, but I don't think you can argue with the Jayhawks. No, you can't. And here's the thing, you know, outside of maybe Texas Tech, everybody in this conference is probably on the fringe of being quad one. You know, like they're they're this is a really deep, deep conference. And, and even Texas Tech's got a winning record. And they're number, I think they're ranked 65 in Ken Palm. That's the worst team in the conference. The worst team in the conference, if you were just going to take the 68 best teams and put them in the tournament, you'd have the entire conference, the entire conference yeah. in. Um, so like that, they're solid. I actually like K-State. I think K-State's a solid team. Uh, they're, they're, a, they're, a, they're really – I know Kayla loved that. That didn't pick Kansas. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> against, uh, against AP top 25 teams, they're 4-1. They're 4-1 against coaches' poll teams. Uh, they, they've done a really nice job this year of, of, of winning big games against high-quality opponents. So, I, I kind of would lead K-State. Uh, Tell me how much you love the Jayhawks, Kayla. Hate the Jayhawks. Not going to take the bait. Um, yeah, well, I'm literally following RJ once again. I'll tell you who I'm not picking, and that is Kansas, despite the fact it'll probably be Kansas. But look out for the Wildcats, you guys. They took down the Jayhawks this week. They are 5-1 and one in the Big 12 at the moment, 13 overall, with a 16-2 and two record. They're 10-0 and 0 at home, 3-2 and two on the road. Let's go Wildcats. Um, we'll see if Texas can stay focused, you know, after, Chris, as you mentioned, a tumultuous season so far with the um, firing of their head coach, but I like K-State to make a run for it and uh, put Kansas on notice this year. Someone needs to take them One, down. Of course, yeah, because Kayla won't be able to exist if somebody doesn't take them down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let's go out west to a conference that really, for it feels like the Pac-12 for the last, I don't know, half dozen years or so is always hard to get your arms around in so much as how deep is it really? And we're back at that point again where, you know, you've got 11th ranked Arizona, but they're sitting right there in the flotsam and jetsam of the conference with five and three USC and four and five Washington and Wash State. Um, it, when you look at the conference odds to win the conference, UCLA, far and away the favorite, minus 600. That makes sense. If, if we all agree to maybe just chalk up UCLA as the conference champ, although there are there's a, an argument maybe to be made for Arizona. It's Arizona at six to one, Arizona state 16 to one. And then you get down to the USC's of the world, 20 to one, Oregon, 25 to one, Utah, even 33 to one. This, like I said, RJ is always a conference, the PAC 12. That's hard for me to get a handle on just how deep it is, or is it going to end up being top heavy? And it takes one or two big upsets late in the year to kind of blow the whole thing up. Yeah, it is. I, I, look, I, I think Arizona uh, – look, UCLA has put themselves in a position where, you know, they've got a three-game lead on Zona. I don't think they're going to blow it halfway through. Um, I, I do think Arizona is the team that I would pick to make a Final Four run, though. Uh, they, they've really done well against top 25 teams. They're 4-0 against top 25. Uh, they just fall asleep. They fall asleep and they lose games they shouldn't lose. And I guess you could say the same thing for UCLA. You know, you said lost uh, – I'm sorry, Arizona, yeah, Arizona, UCLA hasn't fallen asleep yet, but – 
I, I just think that UCLA is too far ahead right now to, to, to not win the conference. If I had to pick a team to go to the Final Four out here, though, I, I think it would be Arizona. They're the team that I think would, would make a little bit of a run. Kayla, you're out west. Yeah, you're a little bit closer to these teams. Maybe get to see them a little more often. Is it UCLA or bust for the Pac-12, or does Arizona have a legit shot, like RJ says? I think it's UCLA or bust. Going with the home team out here. Um, yeah, like what I've seen from them so far this season. What surprises me actually the most is USC. I mean, we've seen them do really well the last couple of years, and um, I mean, seem to be having what's a down season to them. So it'll be interesting to see if they turn it around at all. But yeah, I think at this point it's going to be UCLA, Arizona out of the Pac-12. Yeah, a really impressive win for UCLA over the Sun Devils last night and still some remnants uh, as everybody's got extended eligibility, it feels like, from that Final Four team that made a run from the first four to the Final Four a few years ago. All right, uh, the ACC, and this falls in line with those arguments I have with my buddy from West Virginia all the time about strength of the Big 12 versus the strength of the ACC. And the ACC is starting to become one of those conferences in what's, uh, I don't know if I call it a down year for Duke. I mean, they're certainly not a national powerhouse this year in a year where UNC has struggled to get out of the gates, where, you know, everybody's sort of knocking each other off and you're just waiting around to find out who's somehow going to end up at the top. Uh, Virginia's plus 180. Clemson's plus 350 to win the conference. They've both lost uh, to, to Pitt, or, or at least Virginia has. Clemson played them close, I believe. Uh, but then Pitt is not the Pitt of the last few years. Jeff Capel, with his seat extremely hot, you would think, has seemingly started to find something with the wealth of transfers he's brought in, even without his best player, John Hughley, who has kind of opted out of the rest of the season uh, to take care of some issues off the court. They still look pretty good. So it, it might come down to Miami the rest of the way, plus 450. I really think, guys, that if Miami can handle Pitt and – uh, Virginia, then Miami is probably the team to beat for me. But again, you never know where Virginia is going to pop up and decide to show, hey, we've been to the tournament before. Tony Bennett knows exactly how to handle himself, RJ. He does. And, and that, I think over the long season, that plays in. This is totally, though, a down year. The ACC's got four teams in the top 40 of Ken Palm. The SEC's mm -hmm. got four in the top 23. Nobody would ever historically confuse those two conferences with one another. One another, one another. But <laughs> Like the SEC has, you know, has done really, really well in basketball the last couple of years. It ain't the Big Twelve, um, but the ACC has kind of taken a little bit of a step down. I think Miami is in good position. Um, you know, they're they're right there uh, with Clemson uh, at the top of the conference, and I don't think Clemson's going to stay there. So give me Miami. Kayla, I was going to say, are we not giving Miami or uh, Clemson any credit here? They didn't get it done in football, but I'd like to see them come out on top. Currently, nineteenth overall. Uh, first in the ACC, seven and one in conference play, fifteen and four overall. Um, I always pull for UNC, but like I said, it's a weird year when UNC and Duke are having a down year. So let's see if Clemson can take advantage. That would be wild to see them come out on top. I'm pulling for Clemson. Yeah, it, it's same it's with a football. conference that right. It's it's a conference that's just hard to get a handle on. Much like we talked about with the Pac-12. You know, you talk about four teams that are maybe in Ken Palm position right now, RJ, to find their way into the tournament with, it feels like three, maybe four more on the bubble. It's a pretty big bubble in the ACC that I don't think a lot of people would necessarily be surprised to see the entire thing burst. And you only get maybe the four sure shots in and everybody on the bubble 
ends up falling out. I don't know. It's something to keep an eye on. Uh, we'll get into the Big Ten and the SEC in just a moment as we tell you who's going to win all of these major conferences or who we think looks good to win the conferences, maybe, and who looks good to end up in the tournament as well. But who should you back when those brackets are released seven weeks from Sunday? We had fun with one of those snake drafts a couple weeks ago when we picked next year's college football Final Four. We're going to bring it back. We'll run it back, and we'll snake draft Final Fours for basketball. Again, with Selection Sunday just seven weeks away, alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canaram. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Welcome back in live coast to coast on the BetQL Network. This is BetQLU alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy. I am Chris Mack. We will get into our final four snake draft in just a couple of moments. We'll, uh, we'll each pick a Final Four, but we're drafting it, so we won't have any duplicates. So don't worry. You'll get some unique choices. Probably, I don't know if it'll be as unique as the college football Final Four we did a couple weeks ago, but we'll try. We'll try. Uh, also, <laughs> the transfer portal is closed. Done. Uh, college football coaches can now catch like 15 minutes of sleep again, uh, at least for a month or so. Uh, who won big? We get into that, plus we get you our best bets as well. Maybe talk hot seats around college basketball as well. But a couple conferences we didn't get to in the first segment as we preview all of the major conferences based on odds to win the conference from BetMGM. Uh, the Big Ten and SEC left. Let's start with uh, let's start with the Big Ten. Purdue, clear favorite, minus 220 right now to win the Big Ten. Rutgers, plus 550. Illinois, plus 850. Michigan State. 20 to one. The big 10 is deep. We know that RJ. Uh, I don't think there's a question about that. I think the question is, you know, much like the big 12, they like to beat each other up and cannibalize each other. Is the big 10 doing just enough to test each other, but to not really clearly delineate. It feels like we've got oil, water, oil, water. Like if you did that science experiment back in the day, you could very, very clearly see who's one, who's tier two, here's, who's tier, tier three, and nobody's really doing enough to pick teams off and knock them out of the picture. No, they're not. I mean, I, th- I still think Purdue is obviously the best team in the conference. I- I'll tell you, I-, I, have not, I have not lost hope in Indiana. They were really, really solid okay. to start the year, and they fell off. Uh, and they've had a real tough stretch. But that's a really good team. They're a talented team. They're not a team that should have six losses at this point uh, in the season. So, uh, I, I obviously, I like Purdue to win the conference. They've got a couple of game lead already. It's going to be hard to overcome, even though it's they still got what four or five weeks left of uh, of you know before the uh, the, the the Big Ten tournament. Uh, so, give me Purdue. Rutgers is tough at home. And they've been tough at home, even when they're bad. That's not an easy place to play. I got a soft spot with their basketball camp as a kid. Uh, you know, that's like that's my claim to fame. I played on their court. So I got a little soft spot for Rutgers. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, this is Purdue's conference to win. I am very down on Indiana. I thought they were going to be much better than the record does shows. 
Yeah, home court advantage has been huge in the Big Ten, Kayla, and that leads you to maybe look if you're if you're looking at those second tier teams, maybe you cast a glance towards an Indiana nine and one at home, a Maryland also nine and one at home, uh, a Penn State nine and one at home, but they're all three and four in the conference too, and that's what I mean. It, it feels like they're all doing just enough to hang on, like Wiley Coyote's fingernails clutching the edge of the cliff ah. as the Roadrunner meet meet runs away. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like they're all kind of doing what they can to keep the other one down. Um, yeah, as of now, I mean, it looks like it's going to be Purdue, but I don't know why I always have a soft spot for Wisconsin. I know we didn't even talk about their odds, but four and three uh, in conference play, not great, but 13 and six, or sorry, they're 12 and five um, overall, seven and two at home. So we'll see if they can make a run. I'll tell you who I hope it's not, and that's Illinois. We have a little rivalry with them as Mizzou fans, but uh, yeah, as of now, <laughs> it looks like it's Purdue's. Yeah, it, we'll they're, they're the clear favorite. And yeah, it, it's it's always tough for me to keep track of the Missouri rivalries and who I'm supposed to not like conference to conference. But thanks for filling me in. Now I now we can dislike <laughs> Illinois as well. Um, SEC, Bragging Bama, the clear, Yeah, well, yeah, you have to. SEC, Alabama, the clear favorite at minus 220. Tennessee right in there at plus 185. Auburn, 29 to 1. A&M, 29 to 1, all the way down to Kentucky. 65 to one. Uh, I think we'll get a little bit more into Kentucky later when we talk about possible coaches on the hot seat, but let's start at the top of the conference. Bama, I think obviously minus 220 because it makes sense for them to be the clear favorite. I could see Tennessee going on a run though. Um, there's even, even in that loss to Kentucky, I saw some things that said, Hey, this team, the, the way they came out, I, I thought they looked strong. Uh, Tennessee is a dark horse for me, RJ, in the SEC to maybe push Bama. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the thing that Tennessee has going for them is they have good guard play. And if you want to mm-hmm. advance the tournament, you've got to have good guard play. And they've got it. And they've got it at the uh, upperclassman level, too. Um, you know, but, you know, Bama is just a better team overall. Uh, you know, Tennessee defensively is a little bit better, but Alabama offensively is a lot better. And that's kind of been a, uh, a knock on these Rick Barnes teams outside of maybe last year where the offense is just kind of, huh, you know, it's, 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 it's been stagnant. And they had a year a couple years ago with, um, with Schofield and Grant Williams. They had a good offensive uh, team. But, you know, this year it's just not there. They're kind of like, you know, around number 50 on offense. I'm interested that Ken Palm's got them ahead of Bama. They're number two in the nation on Ken Palm. Yep. But I think from the conference standpoint, I think it's going to be Alabama, and it should be Alabama, and there's to lose. Yeah, so we end up with, let's see here, I'm going to say nine teams in the top 64 uh, in the SEC in the Ken Palm rankings. Uh, I know Kayla's going to bring up Missouri, so I'll mention they're 53rd, uh, just six spots ahead of Mississippi State. Um, But, you know, where I have an eye, like I said, aside from Tennessee and Bama at the top of the conference is you see Arkansas just kind of plugging away, doing their thing. I do think Kentucky – as much as people want to run Cal out of Lexington, I think Kentucky is always one to keep an eye on because mm-hmm. experience. Uh, he's been there before, whether it's been down, whether it's been up, he knows how to handle it. And AM, a- another dark horse I would probably keep an eye on because I think it's seven in a row they've won now. Kayla, uh, tell me why Missouri is somehow going to shock the world. But seriously, tell me about the SEC. <laughs> I was going to say, are we not giving Mizzou a shot? Dennis Gates has really turned that thing around. I love what I'm seeing from my Tigers. Um, But we do have a big game coming up on Saturday with Bama. So we'll see how that one turns out. It is at home. 
and I feel like it was last year, or the year before, where we I think they were like one of the top four teams, and we almost almost took them down at home. I can't remember. I shouldn't talk about things I don't know for sure, but. Yeah. Yes, um, we saw Tennessee win it last year, Bama the year before that, and it looks like it's going to be one of those two again this season. Um, you mentioned Arkansas, Chris. They're one and five in conference play. Mizzou, know, on the other hand, but- is three and three. So I like their chances better than Arkansas at this point. But yeah, here's here's the um, thing: the SEC they're they're going to beat each other up. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if five losses per- from winning the conference. Okay, that's one thing. But but I'll say this: from getting into the tournament, I don't think that stops them. You have a fair point. You have a fair okay. point. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, so those are our conference preview, not previews. We're halfway through the conference season already in many cases, <laughs> but as we kind of transition, <laughs> pivot from, yeah, give us a head start, uh, pivot from football to basketball. That's our angle on it as of right now. That being said, uh, it's snake draft time. We'll we'll look at, and we won't limit ourselves to the major conferences. Let's draft final fours. And for those that haven't done a snake draft oh, with us before, Kayla will go first. RJ will go second. I'll go third and then fourth. And then back to RJ five, Kayla six, seven, all the way through. Uh, so we'll each have chosen four teams, 12 teams in total. Uh, and you know how snake draft works. If you've done fantasy sports, it's generally how your draft works. So, Kayla, you get the first overall pick. Just to real quickly run down the latest championship odds, national title odds from BetMGM. Houston, 6-1. to one. Kansas, Bama, Purdue, all 10-1. to one. UCLA, 12-1. to one. Zona and Tennessee, 14-1. to one. Gonzaga, 16-1. to one. So, lead us off. Who you got first overall? I feel like I should say Houston, but I'm going Alabama guys going with the SEC team. Yeah. I'm definitely not picking Kansas. So someone else can have that. All right. Okay. That's uh, RJ. Go ahead. Who do you have second? That is. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, that's quite the upset. I I, I guess, I guess I'm going to take Houston. You kind of have to, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. Thank you, Kayla. I appreciate that. All right. So, (laughs) (laughs) RJ gets Houston, Kayla gets Alabama, leaving me to now make Kayla angry and be the person who takes Bill Self's Jayhawks. Give me Kansas. I mean, I'd be silly not to with the experience, with the track record, with the talent. Give me the Jayhawks. Go ahead. Your fingers up. You want to you want to you want to admonish me. Go ahead. (laughs) I I have I have a theory. Aside from last season, they choke. They choke in the Sweet 16. If you go back and look, there was like a run where they didn't make it past the Sweet 16 for multiple seasons, and it was my favorite. It's true. My favorite, um, hey. champ- uh, <laughs> my favorite March Madness tradition. There we go. Kansas choking in the Sweet 16. Okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm not saying. I don't think. Two. I don't like think it's going to happen. It was the round year. of 32 they choked, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So I've got Kansas, who will not choke in one of the first three or four rounds this year. They're going to the final four. All right. Uh, next, with the top three in bet MGM odds, at least, off the board, I got to go out west. We talked about them earlier. I think they're the clear odds on favorite to win the Pac-12. They've got guys with final four experience. So give me the Bruins of UCLA uh, as my second pick, fourth overall. And I've got Kansas and UCLA. I'm heavy on the Blue Bloods, probably heavy on the chalk. RJ, who are you, who are you pairing with Houston in your final four on the snake draft? 
I'll go. Uh, I'll go full homer here and take Tennessee. Uh, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> there get it the, is. Hala ripped them off for me last time in the, uh, in, in, the in the in the college football one. So uh, give me the Volunteers. Nobody dominates uh, the NCAA tournament quite like Rick Barnes. I'm being very facetious on that one, uh, but I feel it. <laughs> I feel it happening. I feel it's going to happen. Okay. I'm finally going to get out of a region and make the final four. Best of luck with that. Uh, let me know how Rick does. Uh, yeah. Kayla, you get two picks now at six and seven overall. Who are you pairing oh with Bama? I mean, I guess I go Purdue next. I don't call, love I it, think. but yeah, you, well, we'll go with the odds here. <laughs> Kayla already excited about her own draft board. This is good. So you got <laughs> Bama wanted, and Purdue. <laughs> Who are you going I with I wanted next? UCLA. You took UCLA from me. Uh, I'll go Arizona. We'll just go down the line here. Okay. Just keeping it, uh, keeping it out west, going down the line. Um, so that said, RJ, I think I know where you're going. Well, no, I'm not going to say I think I know where you're going. I know where I would go next. Where are you going? To, uh, you've got Houston and Tennessee. Who's next on your list? All right, I this this is gutsy because nobody, this, you know, this team can can really really disappoint you. But I'm going to go with the Zags. They can get Zags. There it is. Well, that's you know what? That's the smart play. I, that's where I was going to go as well if I had the next pick. So I like Gonzaga. That's a good call. Um, I, I'm looking for blue bloods again here to pair with Kansas and UCLA. And I'm searching. There's one that I, I like. We talked about them earlier with the big East, but the start this year, eh. you know what? I'm going to go with it anyway. Give me Yukon. I'm going with Yukon with my third pick. I think they bounce back, especially once they get to the big East conference and postseason play. And with my final pick, as I snake it on through, I'm going to go with an ACC team. Again, we talked about uh, how they've had their ups and downs this year. But again, a postseason team, a postseason coach. They know how to do it. They know how to lock it down when the time calls for it in the postseason, whether it's the ACC tournament or the big tournament. Give me Virginia. So I get Kansas, UCLA, UConn, and Virginia. I'm feeling good about my final four here in our snake draft. RJ, who's your final team? Oh, man, this is a struggle. Uh, this is a struggle to find that extra team out there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with a team that had very, very high expectations this year. Uh, and it is a blue blood. And, and I hate them. I can't stand them. But I'm going Carolina. There it is. Oh, oh did I was steal it? You had I, no, was that but I like highway that. robbery? I, I, don't disli- I don't know how you don't like Carolina. North Carolina. You know, I used to anyway. love Carolina as a kid. I used to love them as a kid. And then, uh, you know, they beat Tennessee in the tournament one year when I was already in school. Uh-huh. I'm, like, right, I'm done. I hate you guys. You make RJ cry once, he's done with you. Once! Once! <laughs> All right, Kaylee, you get the final pick. You got Bama, Purdue, Arizona. Who are you going with? I'm going to spread it out among the conferences. So I'm going to look to the Big 12. I know Baylor is more of a favorite, but I'm going to go... Dark Horse State, let's go K-State. They took down the Jayhawks. Okay. I love them for that. It is what it is. There's not a lot left here. <laughs> no, I, I, I like that pick. I, I mean, if you're looking for, I don't know, maybe not necessarily a dark horse because they have started well this year, but a team yeah. that, that would not be one of your traditional powers, that makes a ton of sense. So our snake draft, our final four snake draft, Kayla gets Bama, Purdue, Arizona, Kansas State, RJ gets Houston, Tennessee, Gonzaga, and North Carolina. I get Kansas, UCLA, 
UConn, and Virginia. We'll tweet it out later uh, so that you can mock us and degrade us based on our selections, and then we'll revisit it again once the Final Four actually comes around in, what it'd be, like 10 weeks or so. Coming up next, uh, the college football transfer portal. It's officially closed. So the question now, who improved their prospects the most for the 2023 season? Plus, some seats heating up around college basketball already, and there are some big names possibly in trouble, and we still have to get you our best bets for the weekend as well. Live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network, alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it today. Subscribe to BetQLU. Get it delivered to you as a podcast once we're done with the show. And maybe catch up on past episodes as well because people like to do that and then go back and make fun of our picks on the few that don't hit. Uh, Also, Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL and on YouTube as well. We do it every weekend for you. BetQLU as we transition from football to hoops. Our best bets still on the way and some hot seats around college basketball already and people who maybe want to uh, brushing up their resumes or updating the old LinkedIn profile, whatever it may be, downloading Indeed. I'm just fishing for advertisers now. Uh, Come on board. (laughs) Join BetQLU. Anyway, uh, before we get to that, football. Transfer portal closed this week. Uh, for January of 2023. And the question people are asking themselves now, did my team do enough? Did my team fortify itself against losses that happened in the portal? Which teams are going to be most positively and negatively affected by their portal maneuvers? So, uh, Kayla, I'll start with you. I have a a team in mind, but um, I want to start with you and get your feeling on who you think I guess, did the best job in the portal or who who made the most significant moves? I mean, I think we got to give Deion Sanders some credit, right? He flipped five-star cornerback Cormani McLean um, to Colorado from Miami. We knew this was going to happen once Deion, once Deion went to Colorado. I'm curious to see what's going to happen over the next few seasons um, during his time there. But that's obviously the one that stands out because that's, you know, one of the biggest ones that we've heard of so far. I'm still very, I don't know how I feel about, I don't know how I feel about the transfer portal. I just hope that this isn't going to take down college football in years to come along with NIL. I sound like an old man right now, but <clears throat> I just don't love this. I don't, we'll see how it shakes out. Obviously Mizzou got their best wide receiver taken by Georgia. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just bitter, but that's obviously one that stands out. Yeah, uh, it, it's going to be something to watch whether Colorado and look, they start they got to start against TCU in the fall. It's it's not like they get to ramp up to anything uh, right out of the gates. Uh, they're going to have to be ready. We'll see if Dion has them ready. He's got a coaching staff 
that reads like a who's who of former college head coaches, though, guys who have remained college football lifers. Uh, and so he's also got, of course, the recruiting cachet, RJ. Um, let, let's first, let's start with who you think did the best job. And if it's not uh, Coach Prime, who is it? And, and what are your thoughts on Dion and what he started to build out in Colorado already? Well, I, I think what Dion started to build is great. Um, you know, pulling in the, the couple of corners and, um, you know, really getting – uh, that program or program, as they would say in the deep South, uh, back on track, <laughs> uh, I think is huge. Nick. Uh, I, I can't get over the, the eye roll of Tim Brewster's video, though. That's just stuck in my head. Yeah. Uh, oh, cringy. my God. I, I, I'd be in the portal so fast, being in the transfer portal if I was a player. Oh, just kill me. I, I got to think, I think Florida State did really well. I think Florida State crushed the transfer portal. Uh, they did a I was great just job. Say. They had nine commits. Yeah, I mean, they, they did a really nice job. They're the, they're the anti-A&M who lost just about everybody to the transfer portal. But, I mean, look, I am a quarterback guy. Whoever got the best quarterback to me is the one that won. So, sexy Sammy, Sam Zaddy in Notre Dame, <laughs> that is my number. That is my number one. Knew that one was coming. Trans, you do yep. it. You do it. That is my number one mm-hmm. transfer portal team, Notre Dame. Why? Sam Zaddy. Are you going to go out and get like a little four leaf clover tattoo on the small of your back now? A little tramp stamp, huh? You big Notre Dame fan now, RJ? You know, those are coming back. Okay. Don't knock those. Those are coming back. I heard back, that. Man. All right. I did, did. That. Those are back. Those are back. It's not, no, I'm going to get an inner ankle tattoo. It's just going to be, uh, it's going to be touchdown Samus instead of touchdown Jesus, touchdown Samus. It's going to be. I'm just going to get a, a photo of Sam Hartman like this with his hands up. Yep. Looking with his up hands the sky. out. Absolutely. Like that. Oh <laughs> Sam Hartman on, the, on my inner ankle. There we go. Right there. Or you could do, you could just do the, the Irish logo. You know how, like, when, when you go tanning, you put the little Playboy bunny there on your hip and then it stays. You could do the, the Notre Dame logo there, too. I think that might be your speed. Maybe. How do you guys know so much yourself? about this? Do they? Do girls still do the the Playboy Bunny sticker? I don't. I don't know. If they still do that. Do I don't know. That was like when I was in high school. Kayla's <laughs> totally disgusted that. with us right I always, now. I always, Mark, did, I always did the heart. I always there you did the go. Heart. Mark the calendars, me. by the way. Sexy Sammy Zaddy, November eighteenth, uh, hosting his former teammates, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, in South Bend. Second to last week of. The regular season. You mentioned Florida State, so I won't go into any more depth, RJ, about the job they did. Mike Norville, I think, absolutely crushed the transfer portal, and it's going to get instantly. I mentioned Florida State. I think I had them in our uh, next year's college football Final Four snake draft that we did a couple weeks ago, and you guys looked at me kind of crooked with the with the rock eyebrow. I'm like, mm, what? But I, I really do think they did a lot uh, to put themselves in instant contention in the ACC. Um, and I, I'll, I, this isn't a homer take. I think Penn State did a really nice job as well. They held on to their freshman running backs. They've still got that one-two punch with Singleton and Allen, even with Kevon Lee leaving. They they got a corner named Storm Duck. I, I mean, that in and of itself. You you get a kid named Storm <laughs> Duck, I'm down. Uh, they did lose Christian Veyer, former four-star quarterback. Uh, to the University of Pittsburgh, but they've got an absolute stud taking over for Sean Clifford and Drew Aller. Um, I really like the job they did. Uh, Penn State in the transfer portal. James Franklin, I think, did a nice job. Uh, Penn State, James Franklin, Terry Smith, 
his D-backs coach, uh, and one of his key recruiters has always done a great job in regards to recruiting. So what? Well, just a little bow there on the transfer portal uh, as we get ready to perhaps let college football coaches sleep for just 15 minutes uh, and catch up. As far as basketball coaches go, already some hot seats around the country. At least coming into the year, we were talking about, I mentioned earlier, Jeff Capel, uh, where I am here in Pittsburgh, was on a hot seat. Now, he's made Pitt uh, competitive this year. Forget competitive. They're on the bubble, if not one of the final four teams into the tournament in Joe Lenardi's and Jerry Palm's bracketology most weeks. You've got other guys who are on the hot seat. You know, Kermit Davis is having a rough year at Ole Miss. Uh, Mark Fox at Cal. But the ones that I have an eye on, and I, I know I mentioned John Calipari earlier, and I think Kentucky is in the process of writing the ship, but I know how impatient they are in Lexington. I know if he does not get into the tournament for some reason, I think they're going to run him out of town. And there's always that spot down your way, RJ, a little south of you in Austin, where he could slot right in to a program that will give him plenty of money to spend, plenty of pedigree, and a nice backyard to recruit. But then the, the saddest one on, on the list of hot seats, I think, is, is Patrick Ewing in Georgetown. You know, w- when he stepped in, sort of looks, looked at as the guy to pick up the legacy of the Thompson family, and it's just been an absolute disaster. I think they've lost, what is it, 19 in a nine. row? Uh, it, nine straight. It, not, well, not, nine straight this year. Plus, I, I want to say yeah. 10 in a row to end the year last year in Big East play. Uh, RJ, who's got the hottest seat uh, amongst coaches in college basketball right now? You know, I I would think just looking at this thing from 10,000 feet, the initial reaction is going to be Patrick Ewing, but man, he's a legacy there. I don't think they just fire him. Mm. You know, I I don't know that they, they, they they take that approach with Patrick Ewing. He's kind of got a legendary status at Georgetown. Um, And and, and I don't think Cal's going to get fired either. His buyout's $52 million. 52, you know how much Buffalo Trace you got to sell in Kentucky? You got $52 <laughs> million? They, ha- they have enough. They'll sell yeah, it they all. Do. They'll mark it up. Price, prices are they, going up. They, They'll make it work. They do. And, and maybe the AD there could call Chris Del Conte down in Texas and say, hey, listen, we'll fire Coach Cal so you can get him, but you pay the buyout. Or, or we'll split the buyout with you. Maybe, maybe, they, can, maybe they cut a deal. So I'm going to go with Mark Fox. Mark Fox, um, you know, he, he wasn't very good at Georgia. He was just meh. Yeah, he's just a yeah. meh coach. Um, and, and listen, I, I don't know that that Cal is a, is a place that you can actually sustain any kind of winning. Um, I, I don't know how much they care about sports. Uh, <laughs> they care with their athletic. I really don't. I really don't. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I was at. Uh, I went to a game up there when they played Tennessee, like almost 20 years ago. And I was like, man, these people here are doing anything but watching football. I just don't think they care. They've got so many other things going on. They're into actual real-life problems and issues. I don't <laughs> think they care about sports. I don't know if they're going to sit there and just want to just fire this guy. But if I had to pick, that'd be the one. Yeah. yeah. Other than the, the years they had Marshawn Lynch driving golf carts around the field, they've, they've uh, not really been too invested. What you got to do. <laughs> Exactly. Kayla, <laughs> uh, when you when you look at the list of potential hot seat candidates around, uh, which one do you have your closest eye on if you could find a good old offshore bet on who the next coach to be fired is? I mean, I'm thinking that the Patrick Ewing one is is looking bleak right now. Yeah, five and eight, eleventh in the big east, lost nine straight. But again, like you said, are they gonna really fire their knight in shining armor? 
but Georgetown's such a storied basketball program and we're used to seeing them in the tournament year after year. So it's like, how much are they going to be willing to take from this? Um, ironically, what Patrick could use guys is Michael's secret stuff. Oh, that's a space jam reference. If you didn't get it. Um, no, we got it. We got it. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. been a while. I Just making sure. It. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> I'm a nineties kid. I don't, um, but yeah, I don't that even know if that would help. Good. Yeah. That, that's, that's true. It's, well, it, and what's, what's crazy is again, 2021 big East champs and haven't won a big East game since. I mean, they're Thanks. just, it, it's a disaster there. And that's, that's, a, that's one of the, the few scenarios I think where, where it does make sense to say, Hey, listen, we get it. You're a legacy. You're one of our guys, but maybe here, here's an emeritus role. Go sit in an office down the hall and find something to do, but you got to get out of the way. Cause we got to revamp things. All right. Uh, let's get our best bets of the weekend out of the way before we leave folks. Uh, RJ, I'll let you start. What do you got this weekend? All right. So uh, I'm going to do the same kind of thing we did last week and I'm going to kick it a little NFL. I've got, a four-team money line parlay for you that will pay you five. Give one. it to me. Okay. All right. Buffalo money line winner. KC mm. money line winner. Philadelphia Thank you. money line winner. Cowboys money line winner. Ooh. Pays you five to one. Pays you five to one. Wow. That is okay. All right. Uh, all right. So RJ likes the Eagles, Cowboys, Chiefs, and. Bills to advance to the conference championship games. Those are his best bets. That money line parlay. Kayla, what do you got? I'm sticking with college basketball. I'm not going Bama Mizzou, surprisingly. Um, although I do like the Tigers to cover at home. I am looking to TCU at KU. Again, this is a pick with my heart. Yes, Kansas is 10-0 at home. Yes, they are coming off a one-point OT loss to K-State. And yes, they will be playing like it, but I like TCU to cover at plus nine. All right. Give me Kansas win, State to the cover. Give me Kansas State giving up half a dozen against Texas Tech. K-State undefeated at home. Six and two against the spread this year when favored by six or more. Tech winless against quad one teams, 0-7. Oh one and four against the spread in their last five on a six-game losing skid. So, Wildcats to cover the six against the Red Raiders. We'll do it again next weekend as we do every weekend. Be sure to join us on your Odyssey app and live coast-to-coast -coast on the BetQL Network. For Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack. This has been BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla. Here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs>